thinkers welcome to another episode of impulsive thoughts i'm your man lupe joined here with mr dan wow (laughs) very lackluster i wanted to add to your awesome intro (laughs) and to my left Allie. i fucking hate you guys yes i fucking hate you guys <laughs> Your new intro is great, Lupe. Yeah, it's what awesome. A fabulous time we're having here. <laughs> this is the greatest. Podcast I've never had such a great time in my life. Of all time. Please tell us what we're doing today. <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> oh, joy. <laughs> oh, shit. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> I'm leaving the podcast, guys. Finally. <laughs> This is going to be the only Dan's and Alley show. <laughs> the fuck it is. <laughs> no, that won't last That long. will literally yeah. implode. <laughs> that would last half an episode. <laughs> Not even. K-Dog will be like, oh, I can't. Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> Cut oh, that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you went 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I've been given up for adoption. Does anyone want to adopt me? Somebody that cannot be named has given me up for adoption. <laughs> oh, my God. The mother who cannot be named has given me up for adoption. Ha! How's that? Stick on that one, Miss Northwestern. <laughs> oh, sassy, I'll be sassy. Fuck. I said I love you, K-bye, and she goes, yeah, whatever, and just hangs up. Quality. So am I going to leave that in? Yeah. Good, leave it in. She says I'm sassy anyways. We didn't say her name. <laughs> Mother that cannot be named. <laughs> that could be any of our mothers. Yeah. Your mother. <laughs> Speaking of oh, mothers. Lord. <laughs> it was my mom's birthday last weekend. And yours. Yes. We found yes. that out the week before, never mind. And we we, I we mentioned right. <laughs> we go through this every every year. Yeah. I'm like, it's my mom's birthday. You're like, mine too. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. And we forget every year. Yep. <laughs> Tell Dan what I got your mom. <laughs> per Isaac. Oh, <laughs> a tortilla holder. <laughs> tortilla holder. Yeah. I made her a beautiful sunflower basket. And he goes, What do you put in there? Tortillas? <laughs> <laughs> you, like you're just supposed it's a decoration you know a good tortilla holder is hard to find this one doesn't have a fucking lid <laughs> <laughs> that's not good then. it's not a good tortilla holder then <laughs> we're sitting at the restaurant he goes what is that a tortilla holder <laughs> and all of us just bow our heads <laughs> oh, shit. like we'll leave it to you. isaac i was about to say i'm in clutch isaac <laughs> quality like only him <laughs> Oh shit! <sighs> well, so Ellie, wait! I made it a post about who wants to get a shout out. So far, no, oh, it's been a while since we've had that post. So far, Marisol, you get a shout out. <laughs> the woman, I love her. The only one. 
I love her. So That's far, the homie. you are the one. <laughs> yeah. She, I, she's good for Logan. I like her a lot, too. She's part of the pod fam. <laughs> she, yeah, you better not fuck it up. Her and Jesse are the two biggest commentators. The pod fam. Yeah. Commenters. 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 <laughs> commentators. Top, top <laughs> contributors. Cut, there yeah. you go. Even top thinkers. Thick. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we need your noodle there, Dan. <laughs> they need to get some t-shirts made, top thinkers. <laughs> Actually. Carissa, listen. Carissa, get on it. <laughs> yeah, Carissa listens to you, you're right. But when I said on the back, we already had that idea. Oh, yeah, yours is great. <laughs> Carissa the, loved that idea, the, too. The hippie? No, the thinkers. Oh. Remember, we were supposed to already have it on the back. Oh. oh, that's right. Jesse said about you, or Carissa said you're. Yeah, I was oh thinking God. about Hashtag that one. Hippie pod girl. Yeah. Hashtag hippie pod girl OnlyFans. <laughs> so listen, let's talk about that. So I'm sitting in the car with one of the guys that I work with because we get there super early, right? And so he messaged me and he's like, are you here yet? And I was like, yeah, come on and sit in the car, you know? And so he comes and sits in my car and we're sitting in my car talking and I have the podcast on and he's like, I, I've never listened to it. So I put it on. And so he's like, did, did I just hear what I think I just heard? And I was like, I don't have an OnlyFans. That's what we're talking about. And he was like, he's like, because then all he heard is Lupe goes, well, I better take down that camera. <laughs> and I'm sitting in my car. I'm like, nice. oh, my God. So then he texts me. Because we got split up. So, like, we're the three old people in the class. By the oh, way, the like... the three that are over 25. Right, correct. <laughs> right. So, like, it, it's grandma, grandpa, and they call me... Oh, my God. What did they call me? Auntie Grandma or something Auntie like grandma. that. And so, like, we took a picture, like, you know, and it was funny. But anyways, he was like, do you miss us? And um, I was like... I was like, yeah, I didn't get to say bye to you guys because they got shipped off to go, like, tour their department. I got mm. shipped off to go do mine, mm -hmm. whatever. And I said, well, you'll just have to get your alley fix listening to my pod. He said, well, I'm currently listening to Would You Rather with Allie. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just sent the face palm and laughing emoji. I'm like, ugh. Why does everyone pick that episode to listen to first? Like, it's got your name in it. Yeah. I know. But I'm just like, oh, God. Thank God it wasn't the OnlyFans one again. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> we got another shout out we got to give. This guy hasn't been on the pod in a while, so he deserves a shout out. Maybe someday he can be a guest host, Mr. Don Rossi. Oh. <laughs> Don Rossi. <laughs> shout out to Donnie. <laughs> I fucking miss that man. <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> He knows it's me. I was talking to his empty chair last that week. That was hilarious. I'd like, I heard that. I would like look over and I'm like, oh, oh, my heart. It breaks. Don, okay, listen, we have to talk about something real quick. Don, sorry, I didn't send you the waving gift today. I was on, I was having a moment. I've been in a bad mood, so send it now. Quality. Yeah. Um, You think I'd have more stories before we started? I'm tired today. today. Oh, I broke my nose Sunday. You did. I did. Uh, you did. You <laughs> That's a did. story. <laughs> why don't you tell us how that happened? So I'm playing softball, right? So he was talking back to Allie one day. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently that, that's what everyone thinks. That's what was in, going around. When you walked into the hospital, did they ask you, do you feel safe at home, sir? No. <laughs> and then I walked in, Cause, and cause, they were like, sir, do you really feel safe at home? Because usually they ask that no matter what, because 
I mean, well, they see you me. In your softball gear, yeah, right? I was yeah. in my softball gear. I still had my cleats on. Yeah, okay, because yeah, when when Jamie when Duncan bit Jamie's face, uh, they pulled her aside separately and was like, "Do you feel safe at home?" She's like, "Yeah, my dog did this to me." She goes, "You think if if he did this, he'd be in the in the hospital bed next to me?" <laughs> like you think so, don't you? <laughs> so so, anyways, you broke your nose. Yeah, so I'm playing softball, and I play first base. I had literally just left. Yeah, like, she just left. <laughs> um, because I uh, we worked were, the next morning. We were on our second game, so we had just started the second game. I think I don't even think we we were up to bat yet. So <clears throat> I was on the field. I play first base, and this dude hits hits a, a pop up to center field, and he's a slow runner, so he was like trotting to first. A pop up though. Well, yeah, it was. It wasn't a routine play. Oh, I wish it would have been a routine play because then I I wouldn't be telling the story right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, our center field grabbed the ball, and he has a cannon for an arm. But So a pop-up means he didn't get there in time to catch it then? Right. Okay, but it was still a fly ball, though. Right, fly well, ball. Was it a line shot? No. Okay. No. So Shut up and let him tell the story. So well, I'm trying to get... I wasn't there, so I'm trying to get the play in my me head. either, but I know he has stitches in his nose. So, <laughs> trying to get the visual. So, so anyway, so the uh, center fielder has a cannon, a cannon for an arm. And... I, is that Gio? Huh? Who plays center? Uh, Frankie. Oh, okay. I know Gio. And um, um, I see he's getting the ball, and he, I see him like fucking getting ready to throw to first. So I get ready, and he launches it. Guy's still not on first yet. This is this is all about like five minutes already so far. That's how slow he is. So, <laughs> so I'm faster than him. Yes. <laughs> After that whole pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so I get ready. The ball hits the ground probably about six to eight feet in front of me, and takes a bad hop. <coughs> I can't get my glove up fast enough, and it blasts me in the face. My immediate reaction was, "I'm a fucking dumbass. Mm-hmm. Where's the ball?" So I start looking for the make the play. Yeah, I start looking for the ball to make the play, and I realize my face is leaking, and I'm like, um, I'm not sweating, (laughs) so it's not sweat. And I kind of like look. I'm like, oh, that's blood and a lot of it. Cue panic. So no, I didn't panic. No, I'm not saying you. Oh, everybody else did. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So where's Allie? The only person with medical training. On her way home, yeah, getting off on the portage exit. Yeah, so, Slacker. so, <laughs> I, I go. Make the joke. So, I, I throw my hands up like, uh, I think I think we got to stop because even even the guy that he eventually made it to first base, he looks at me. He's like, yeah, he's like, you're gushing, bro. So they stop the game, and I'm like, everybody's surrounding me. Like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I just need to stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Somebody give me something so I can stop the bleeding. So. Finally, uh, I think Jonathan's kids ran to the bathroom to get me toilet paper and runs back out in the field and gives me toilet paper. So I start I start uh, holding it on my face and everybody's like, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, no, I'm fine. Like, I'll sit in a dugout for a little bit. I'll come back in the game. They're like, no, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, right, give me more toilet paper because th- I'm, I've already bled through all this. So I get the I get the uh, the toilet paper and Joe our our pitcher he yells out to his wife he goes uh, Michelle he's like can you take Lupe to the hospital she's like oh yeah sure because I couldn't drive because I love I, Michelle 
I couldn't fucking really see because I'm holding a big fucking wad of toilet paper on my face. She's a real MVP. Let's yeah, be real about this for sure. situation. For sure. So she ends up taking me to uh, Franciscan over there on 45th. And I get a text. It starts out, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm in the ER. <laughs> She's like, I'm on my way. <laughs> I literally had just gotten off at the portage exit. So what's that, 25 minutes away maybe? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and I think you made it in 15. Yeah. <laughs> and so I get, I walk into the hospital. I'm like literally carrying everything. I have to pee so bad. And I look at his nose and I go, that's broken. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, no, they said it's not. I go, that's broken. And I just sit right down and I go, drink this. I'm just handing him the sippy cup. Yeah. And I, I just feed him candy, lollipops, yeah. and Gatorade. Just drink this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that. They asked me, they were like, whoa, do you want to do a CAT scan? They're like, I mean. He it, looks at me. He goes. I'm like, yeah, I look at her. I'm like, well, what do you think? I'm like, should, should I pay more money and, and find out my nose is confirmed broken or not? And Cat just call it a day. Be for concussion, wouldn't it, though? No. Hmm. No? Mm-mm. Oh, so just to see more brokenness? <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, they can't just like. The CAT scan's going to x-ray your whole f- facial. Yeah. Oh. structure so i mean they're not gonna how else are they gonna x-ray that oh, regular x-ray you can't do an x-ray on a face no not like that especially oh. with the swelling yeah see i don't oh yeah that too you yeah it did swell like up pretty... i've had any medical training yeah <laughs> gonna see through this like the swelling and everything. yeah and it did swell up pretty good I thought I was going to have a black eye or two black eyes yeah when i told jamie you didn't she goes what i go yeah even lupe yeah. was surprised he didn't get any black eyes what um is it still hurt no, it didn't. It never hurt. Like even when the whole initial, I think. Okay, so I had to get a tetanus shot. That hurt more than the whole situation. So the Which reason the I nurse asked was like, "Let me clean the dirty balls off your face." Yeah, <laughs> I was fucking dying. Yes. But I could. Jesse's gonna the put. Joke. Jesse's gonna make that into a post now. <laughs> yeah. Um. That nurse was fucking mm-hmm, rad. She mm-hmm. was covered in tattoos and piercings, and she was awesome. She was uh, like. Yeah. So let me get this straight. You got hit in the face with dirty balls. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes. She's like, she. I think she was about to make the comment where I don't usually get dirty balls to my face. But she backed she off. Said, yeah. She goes, I can't really talk because I came in with a swollen eye because I got an unknown substance in my eye. Yeah. And she goes, well, let me clean your dirty ball face off. <laughs> nice. So it was, it was, I mean. And then the security guard. Oh God. By. Yeah. The security guard was dogging me as soon as I walked in. And I didn't know <laughs> that he was dogging him. Right. So then he comes by and he goes, didn't I tell you use a bigger <laughs> shovel next time? And I'm like looking at this guy cause I'd never seen him before. <laughs> I didn't realize he was giving loop a hard time this whole nice. time. And I was like, what? Oh, Oh, <laughs> so then my question is, since I know you got stitches cause of the cut, Mm-hmm. How how does how long does it take a nose to heal if it's broken? Because you can't put a cast on it, you can't do nothing. You know what I mean? So like, for a broken nose, it says uh, one to <coughs> one to three months. I think the papers say. All right, so Ronnie Ryder. R i d e r. No, R e u t e r, but it's pronounced Ryder. Interesting. Hmm. Can I get country of origin? <laughs> <laughs> Dobbers. Chicago. Really? How does that pronounce? Okay, I'm not I'm not going to dwell on stupid shit like that. Go ahead. I don't know where the fuck that name is from, but that's that's either neither here nor there. 
Uh, her first name is spelled R-H-O-N-I. Oh, it's a girl. Yes. Okay, so first of all, I <clears throat> was assuming guy and thinking Ruder, Router, Router, Ryder, whatever. Router, Ruder. Ronnie Ryder. So okay. do you remember? Yes. Let's, let's take it back. When it was fun and exciting to be a Bears fan? Yesterday, last night. Well, Not even last night. <laughs> yes, it was. 1985, right? Exactly. I was seven years old. <laughs> I wasn't even alive. Well, <laughs> this that was case <laughs> has all the ties to that that legacy. For real. So this is a case of twisted love triangle that ended in the brutal murder of an expectant mother. Oh. Oh. So this is a real, real quick, real quick, real quick. Tell me if one of you guys suggested to me if I heard somewhere else. I've started listening to small town murder podcasts. You guys listen to that one at all? No. If you get a chance, if they're like hour-long episodes, but they started way back in 2017. So I'm listening from the very beginning. And they did one a week, so I'm sure there's like 500 episodes. But I've I've listened like to five, six, seven, and, it, and it's awesome. They, they're they like comedians, but doing a murder podcast. So they make all kinds of jokes at the expense of the murderer. They don't make fun of the victims or the families at all. Right. But it's literally like this town has 3,000 people in it. And there's this one case they just did, like it fucking hit me and if it wasn't for them being kind of funny i don't think i would have been able to make it home safe because <laughs> oh wow it was bad so this is, sounds like murdered exp- the only reason i bring it up is because they just did one like i said it was literally like a 14 and 12 year old girl got kidnapped and stuff happened to them so i'm yeah. like so just hearing that's like okay like it's gonna be a serious one and we're still gonna put our little jokes in i'm sure yep. like we do but <laughs> so okay sorry go ahead this is actually pretty creepy um but and i didn't realize this when i was doing all of this this occurred, this case, like the crime occurred October 4th, 2007. 16 oh, years to the day that I started oh, wow. researching this. Holy shit. Yeah. But you said 85. But I'm saying this had ties to the 85 bears. Oh, okay, okay. But the but it murder in occurred October 4th, 2007. Okay. So 16 years to the day that I started researching this. That like, that like kills me because I graduated in 07. <laughs> So, Ronnie and Sean Gale, who is best known for playing safety on the 85 Chicago Bears, met at a charity event in 1990 in Chicago. Sean Gale's dead now, too. Is he really? Yes. Sean Gale, I I believe, suicide or, uh, check me if I'm wrong, or he had that, that brain thing that the football players have now. I didn't. CTE. See anything about that. Right? Am I thinking, is Sean Gale the one I'm thinking of? Number 23? And he used to be a male stripper. I think. Um, no. No, I'm wrong? Okay. Yeah, he's Yeah, according 61. to this, he's still alive. Yeah, okay, wrong. I'm sorry, <laughs> like, Sean Gale, if you listen to this. I'm sorry. Wrong 85 I'm like, bear. I read a lot. Not once did I see that he was dead. Sorry, wrong 85 bear. <laughs> Dear Jesus. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that and I was like, and you? not once did I see that he was also a stripper. But as we get further on, that would not shock me. So. <laughs> Sorry, derailed you with God, false information. Really? Now I'm just picturing tearaway pants <laughs> and like the Super Bowl shuffle. Like I'm... <sighs> um, side note, my dad grew up with Mike Tomczak and Mike Tomczak put me in my first snowsuit. So nice. Pretty cool. Mike Tomczak's dad was the driver's ed teacher at TF North. Yeah, that's where my dad went. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So, now mind you... It's, so, it's funny. You mean, oh, my God. <laughs> Literally just talked about Mike Tongue's app today. Yeah. 
I got I left work when I was done with everything, and on my mm-hmm. way home, I'm like, I got a little bit of time. I stopped at the barber shop. A guy in there was talking about going to Mount Carmel and blah 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 this, and then, you know, this area. Mike literally talked about Mike Tomczak for like 15 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? And now you bring, I'm getting chills. Getting chills. Mike Tomczak twice in one day. He lives in Valpo. I talked to him on the nine one one not too long ago. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You did tell me that. Yeah. He was okay. <laughs> he wasn't the starter, which so back then when I was younger and cared a lot more and let my emotions tie into my football, I did not like Mike Tomzak because he wasn't Jim McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> and when he came in, we did not do as good because Jim McMahon was better. But <coughs> I sidetracked you again. Sorry. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of that. It's Bears talk. <laughs> now, mind you, they had a very unconventional relationship, and I'm talking about Ronnie and Sean. Okay. We're back on the case again. Okay. okay? Um, they dated for 17, almost 18 years, and never once lived together, and they never married. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, I keep hearing Ronnie. I'm thinking of a dude, but I keep forgetting Ronnie's a girl. I'm like, Sean so was So they Sean maintained a relationship, <laughs> and they took trips together and spoke to each other almost daily on the phone. So, I mean, they they had a relationship, just not in the typical sense. They just weren't married, and him being a football right. player, I'm sure he wasn't exclusive with her. It was said that he was not looking for commitment, and he was more into the idea of an open relationship. And Ronnie, on the other hand was open that she wanted a family and marriage. And like I said, her family knew that her friends knew that he knew that, but that's just not, that was not on his agenda. So after years of dating and no real commitment in sight, her sister-in-law, Anna would ask her, what is it about him? And Ronnie would always reply. I don't know what to tell you, Anna. I just love him. So Ronnie was a hardworking woman and she lived in Deerfield, which is a, like north side suburb of Chicago. Yeah. It's like an affluent <clears throat> suburb up there. A lot, of, a lot of athletes live there. Yeah. Um, and she worked two jobs, one of them being part-time at Macy's, the department store, because she was super into fashion. So she kind of used that as like a substitute where like she would probably like, I feel like spend her paycheck there. <laughs> <laughs> and she was also known to be super close with her family and be super family oriented. And I found this super interesting. And first her being so family oriented, like she was very close with her brother and her mom, her family only met Sean four or five times. Her brother Thad said in the course of 17 to 18 years, Jesus, I was going to say, first of all, maybe he's a football player. There's not around, but 18 years. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. So that's what her brother said. Her brother was like, well, we kind of originally thought like it was just due to scheduling conflicts. Like he's right. busy, you know? And like, think about it. Even now it is, 2023, the 85 Bears go anywhere, and you're like, oh my god, it's fucking Ditka. You know what I mean? Like, Ditka. Like, it's just that's Right, exactly. It's just how the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. So, I get that, but also, if you could go to a fucking Christmas. Right. Or a birthday party, a fucking barbecue. I don't know. I I feel like you'd find time. So, back to play a play of Sean Gale. He was known to date multiple women and never be tied down. And the term womanizer is thrown around quite a bit in the articles that I was reading. And he was known to keep a list of, I read in a couple different sources and heard in a couple different podcasts that I listened to, 16 to 18, and I air quote, girlfriends names on a list 
with like their phone numbers and stuff for reference in his wallet. <laughs> yeah, like a little black book. <laughs> oh, it was just a list, like not even a fucking book, like just like on a receipt mm-hmm. in the wallet. Like it was like super casual, haphazard. Regular Frank Sinatra. Yeah, fucking douchebag. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry to all you Frank Sinatra friends out there. Right, don't compare him. So, Oh when- no, he was a big womanizer too. Huge. Did he murder anybody? Not that I know okay. of. Okay. You're saying Sean Gale did. I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying I don't know who murdered somebody. You're going to ruin my image of an 85 bear. I might. I have to go home. <laughs> You're lucky Donnie's not here for this. He'd be fighting you every bit of it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm no. Not. Perfect You're case. <laughs> You're wrong. The Bears don't do anything wrong. They have the right coach and the right players in every position. He's listening to this right now, laughing his ass off. <laughs> but he's also kind of angry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Once again, I told you, you're going to have a lot of interruptions with bear shit. <laughs> so when his long... Duh, bears. <laughs> I'm just going to go home. <laughs> I'm already fucking annoyed, so I'm literally just going to go home. So... I was fucking getting ready. I got out of my system. So when his long-term, I'm air quoting, girlfriend, Ronnie, became pregnant at the age of 41, it was a shock to him and a blessing and gift to her. Yep. They were in different different career paths there. (laughs) (laughs) Life paths, my friend. (laughs) And from the sounds of it, she couldn't be happier to be a mother and him scared shitless. Because in his eyes, this is Commitment City. And I wrote, bad news bears, as one would say. (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended. (laughs) So, October 4th, 2007. And I actually wrote, which I didn't even realize, that this case falls almost 16 years ago to the day. Right. Um, Just a little before 8 a.m. in a quiet, affluent, northern Chicago suburb of Deerfield. Which, may I note had not recorded a homicide or murder in 30 years. <coughs> Three zero, folks. Three zero. I think that's where Jordan lived was Deerfield. Was about to get shaken to its core. Yeah. So Ronnie Ryder yep. is leaving her apartment, and as she opens the door, seven bullets strike her. Jesus. And she falls back into the residence. Shh. Two directly into the fetus, like her abdomen area, and the rest go into her body and head. Um, God, I just got goosebumps. So an elderly neighbor hears this commotion going on. And um, the elderly elderly neighbor lives, God, that's hard to say, lives downstairs. And um, she knows Ronnie. I guess like they're friendly together and, you know. Obviously, like, you know, my neighbors, mm-hmm. we, we know them, we speak to them. So she calls Ronnie directly and is unable to get a hold of her. And so she leaves a message on her answering machine and the neighbor just feels unsteady about that. So she waits a couple minutes and she's just like, something doesn't feel right with her. It just feels unsteady in her tummy. And so knowing that Ronnie is pregnant and like do soon, I think she was eight months pregnant when this happened. So like very Ready. expectant. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I don't remember, remember you saying that. So she calls nine one one and tells the dispatcher, I, I quote, I heard a woman screaming and then a pop pop. And then it went totally silent. I called and she does not answer. 
end quote. Mm. So obviously officers and medics are immediately dispatched out for a possible shooting in female down. And once on scene, they find Ronnie on the floor in the kitchen, bloody, and the smell of gunpowder is still in the air. It's mostly a quick response. Then. So it's super quick response. I mean, it's a very small department. I mean, Deerfield's not a super big town. Right. Um, so And it's a small department. Like I said, they haven't had a murder in 30 years. So, like, they're very unequipped for what is about to unfold. It's it's not good. <laughs> So, like I said, they can still smell um, the gun, <clears throat> the um, smell of gunpowder in yeah. the air. So they're doing a sweep of the apartment, thinking that either the shooter is still an active still shooter in the building, in there, or just left. Like they're they're not exactly sure. So, upon doing that sweep of her apartment, officers see a familiar face that keeps appearing in pictures located around the apartment. Sean Gale. Chicago Bears icon Sean Gale. So, and were they still technically dating, or had they broken up because he didn't want the baby and she did? Well, see, that's the thing. Well, they weren't like I know they weren't official. He wanted an open relationship. She wanted to. In a lot of interviews, uh-huh. it was never really like that. They were dating. It was just one of his women that he takes on dates. Oh, that's it. And like to her. That was her one and only. That was her life. Like, there was an interview that I listened to that says, like, Sean is my life. And, like, to him, this was... A side piece. One of the girls on the the paper. So I wonder, I wonder, again, going back in time, if, like, the media portrayed her as a gold digger. Like, oh, she's just trying to get pregnant with the football player's baby, you know? I Yeah, I don't know. So then I I also No, I know. Yeah, this is way back. That, like, in her apartment... Uh Like I said, littered with pictures everywhere of, Them you know, together. her family, yeah. him and her together. Not one picture anywhere of her in his possessions, his his home, nothing. Hmm. Not a fucking trace of her. Hmm. And that's the mother of his child. Right. Who she was going to be naming Skylar, which I think is adorable. Guy or girl? Baby. Girl, baby girl. Yeah. Skyler. I don't want to go into a tangent, but I fucking hate that name just because of uh, Breaking Bad. Skyler. I hated Skyler in that damn show. I don't think I finished that whole series yet. Anyways. I never watched it. It was good what I did watch. Carry on with this horrifying tale. <laughs> that I bring to you to piss on your Cheerios. So, shortly after the shooting occurred... Gail himself called the Deerfield Police Department. And this is, some people call it sketchy. Some people call it an act of honor. You know? I was going to say a cover up, but yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I guess the media had tipped him off because, so, okay. I say shortly after. Sources I read, it was like a couple hours after the murder. Now, mind you, like a lot of these investigations people think it's like okay so i swept the scene now i'm talking to people but right. like this all happens da, 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 da. no this right. is like our increments like you got to tape off the scene yeah. you know like you got to call the crime scene investigators out there they don't just fucking show up this isn't csi like the team has to <laughs> assemble get their fucking kits together they don't just ride around with them like you know so this is a couple hours after the murder the media 
has started to call him because, by the way, they closed down schools because they thought that there was an active shooter on the run. Um, There was fucking helicopters searching the area. I guess their 911 center was blowing up. And all I kept thinking was, fucking wouldn't be me sitting in that chair. You know what happened? This is an undisclosed incident. I have to let you go for further calls. This is an undisclosed incident. I have to let you go for further calls. This is an undisclosed. <laughs> if you want to talk to our PIO, if you want to talk to our PIO, like. <laughs> you know, what, you know what happened? About an hour before the shooting happened, <laughs> someone said, "Ah, oh, it's kind of slow around here today." <laughs> Must, no, they said the Q word. Oh, that's right. It's kind of quiet around here. Fuck. That's what it, it was, Donnie. <laughs> I, I follow a couple of those dispatch pages, and like every once in a while, you'll just see someone post. Man, it's kind of quiet in here uh, today, and I just scroll through it as fast as you fuck. So, like I said, I guess the media had tipped him off, mm-hmm. um, and so... Well, because you know all those teams slash celebrities. I know he was off the Bears for a while because it was way 2007, but they all have insider. They, they, uh, sports reporters have insiders on the police force to know oh, about yeah. shit like that. 100%. So I'm sure someone leaked it to their source right away. Hey... Sean Gale's girlfriend. Right. Mm-hmm. Careful what you say there, Dan. You know, we are talking to the podcast world. So what does that mean? Might get in trouble. For what? Please send your regards to uh, Dan Oliver. I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying anything people don't know already. I'm not talking bad about the police. I just said I'm there's fucking there's, around. It was there's, just a joke. there's leaks in there. There's informers. Informants. Rats. No. No. There's a difference. So so they were saying that he was possibly a suspect in the murder of a Deerfield woman. Okay. So this is what I'm picturing. You know the meme with the woman with all like the equations going through her head? Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. And but it's just the list best. of his hoes that he's referencing. <laughs> and he's like, okay, wait, this one lives in Deerfield. So eventually one plus one equals two to him. And he's like, oh, so this is the exact conversation. Are you ready? Um, like this is from the police transcript? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, is it Ronnie Ryder? Is she okay? The officer. Uh, Yes, it was Ronnie. And no, she's not. She, She's dead? That's what Sean says. What the fuck? And cue the tears. So, and you can tell that, like, he's in the car. He's crying. You know, blah, 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 blah. There's more to that transcript, but mm-hmm. that's really just the main part of it that they keep playing over and over. That's the clips that you'll hear. Right. Cause why would you, if she's, if you hear someone's been shot, why do you jump to she's dead right away instead of, is she okay? Or they didn't say she was shot. Oh, they didn't. They just said that. He, so listen, a shooter in, or something. They just said that shortly that he was a suspect in a murder oh, of a Deerfield woman. They didn't oh. say how she was murdered. Okay, right, right. So he asked, is it Ronnie Ryder? And is is she, she okay? Yeah. The officer said, "Uh, yes, it was Ronnie. And no, she's not. Okay. Sean says, she's she's dead? Okay. Not, is she injured? How right. bad is she? Nothing. No, she's, she's dead? I mean, obviously they did say it was a murder. Right. That's not a confirmed source. Right. Okay. So, he is insistent, Sean is, on going to her home. And officers tell him, no, 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 no. Stop what you're doing. Do not go there. Where are you right now? He's like, I'm driving. I'm on Deerfield Road. All right, stop there. I'm going to need you to come to the Deerfield Police Department. Don't go to her home. We need to talk to you. 
And going to her home is going to do you no good because you're not going to be able to get past the police tape anyway. So it doesn't fucking matter. So he states, all right, I'll meet you at the Deerfield Police Department. Do you know? They say, do you know where that is? Blah, 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 blah. That whole conversation ensues. And then he states, I've got to call her parents. The motherfucker that's barely met these Four people. Four times in 17 years. I've got to call her parents. I feel like if this is the dude that's letting me know that my daughter's murdered, I'm going to be pissed that you ain't never brought me a casserole to my barbecue. Four times. For real. (laughs) Yeah, and I said, you know the ones he's only made time to meet five times over 17 years? Insert disgusted eye roll. Yeah. Yeah, so. So you were saying about, like, who, who said it about that he, it could have been like a jealous rage. Didn't one of you say it? No. No? Okay. So, <laughs> so she was not known to have any enemies. Okay. Um, no force entry. And her purse was even still on the scene. So obviously it wasn't a robbery or burglary or anything like that. It was one of his other girls. And Ooh. so who do they look for or look at first? Him, obviously. Closest person to her. Yep. Yeah. And that would be the father... Of her unborn baby. Yep. So, um, while all of that's going on, because obviously they're waiting for Sean to get to the PD so they can speak to him, um, the task force is interviewing witnesses at the scene, and a common thread is kind of starting to emerge. And after the murder, this is kind of what I'm just compiling it all together, because I think there was like three or four main witness statements that they took, but this is like... A mush of all of them. Mm-hmm. After the murder, a small, thin, African-American teen or boy, like short in stature, mm-hmm. wearing an all-black sweatsuit or tracksuit, was seen running from the area and a black, small SUV or car was seen leaving the scene. Or leaving the area, I'm sorry. What kind of car does Sean drive? Nothing was found in the BMV referencing those vehicles like that. Okay. God, I feel like we're playing Clue. Like, and I can only answer right. your one <laughs> question like... as like I'm pulling the cars out <laughs> of the envelope. So as the BMV referenced his vehicles, nothing was found in possession. Like of his vehicles that he had either recently had mm-hmm. or sold matches that description. Okay. Also with surveillance surveillance footage, nothing matched. So that, looks, that looks good for him. Well, plus he doesn't look like a teenage boy. He's a freaking football player. <laughs> fucking so. huge. Yeah. And this was a very short person. Okay. Okay. So now he's arrived at the PD and is being questioned by the investigators. And um, <laughs> I said they have to put aside their fangirl ways and treat him like the suspect that he really is. Because mm-hmm. like... I watched one thing where they're all like, he's an 85 bear. He's an 85 bear. But like, he could have like killed somebody. (laughs) (laughs) So I like picture them being like, all right, Cap's not around. (laughs) Hey, bro, can I have your autograph and take a selfie real quick? But then I pictured like blackberries back then. So they're like taking them like this and they're all fucking pixelated and fuzzy. So. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit earlier. He did call 911 himself, which makes him look like I'm doing a good thing. But also, could he be trying to, like, pull a fast one or, like, pull the wool over their eyes? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and try to outsmart them. It could look both ways. So, 
He was interviewed for a total of 10 hours and was by this time oddly composed and calm. The hysterical, like, uh, Sean, that like you heard mm-hmm. in that 911. Well, he didn't call 911, but he called the Deerfield Police Department when he was asking about, is she dead? That man was no longer in the room. He was never in the room. He was composed, cool as a cucumber. But he couldn't get his timeline straight. Hmm. So. this is his rough timeline he said i slept in till like an unknown time could have been nine could have been noon um i mean that's a big time difference right then i went and saw my trainer and then i got my hair cut which is like kind of near ronnie's house not a very good alibi and so i i wrote side note lol that list was handily given to the investigators for reference on other potential suspects. His booty call list. <laughs> so he was like, oh, do you need someone else to look at? I've conveniently got this list written in my wallet. <laughs> and he fucking gave it to the investigators. Also, I just found out Maurice Douglas was the 85 bear who was a stripper off the field. I was like, I knew it was not who I was fucking right. talking about. If you, were, if you did all this research on him, you would have come across it sooner or later. 100%. So I was wrong on two things about Sean Gale. He is alive and he is not a stripper. <laughs> and I was correct in thinking <laughs> that you were incorrect. <laughs> so now. So he's handed over his list. Of and crazy. He, and he's created his airtight alibi of sleeping into some time and getting a haircut at some time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now insert crazy Polish personal trainer, Monica Karoska. Nice. Yeah. So he stated that this woman has been viciously harassing him so much so that he was forced to get a protective order on him. And she states that this is all a bunch of bullshit and a big misunderstanding. And to be honest, I fucking believe her. Because when we get further down into the line, like, I'll give you some fucking straight facts that just blow this shit out of the water. So was she his personal trainer or just a personal trainer? Like, that's her job. And um, They met, like, I don't know how, I don't actually, I, I read how, but I don't remember how. It wasn't that, they just knew each other. Okay, okay. Just, I don't you're just that, using, she was a personal trainer, she, is that saying was her what her job was. her occupation was a personal trainer. That'd be like trainer. saying... It was Roscoe Guy Lupe, you know, so right. personal trainer Monica. Okay. Yeah. Got so, it. um, but like one time, so the reason that he got the PO was so, and this kind of goes back to him being kind of a fucking shit bag. So he let all these women on to believe that they were the only one. Correct. Ah. So, <laughs> and they had been seeing each other. I'm air quoting yeah. pretty steadily for a couple months. And so one night she happened to be in the neighborhood of his home, and she just thought, I'll stop by. Oh, shit. So, she stopped by, and she starts knocking on his door, and she sees that he's in there with another woman, okay? So, obviously... It's about to go She's down. fucking pissed. Right. And But then she's like, wait a minute, maybe that's like a friend of his. But then she thinks, well, if it's a friend of his, why are they running upstairs when they see me at the front door? <laughs> so then, swole-ass bitch... Starts knocking a little harder. She breaks the window. Uh, she says, I did not mean to do it. And like, honestly, I, 
I kind of don't believe that part, but (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, that happens. So I do believe that she was not ever harassing him relentlessly. That will come back. So just honestly, just keep that in the back of your mind. Okay. I believe that she did break that window, but she wasn't harassing, but she was not viciously and continuously harassing him. Here's the thing. She said after that day, they never spoke again. Okay. How big of a dumbass have you got to be? If if you're an 85 bear, you're a superstar in Chicago, in the suburbs. All the articles I read, it was just Chicago royalty. Chicago royalty. Chicago fucking royalty. 85 bears. And then top it off, he was one of the guys in the Super Bowl shuffle. He wasn't just a background guy. He was a starting safety for them. Starting safety, correct. Also, he's in the back of the Super Bowl shuffle because bro ain't got no fucking moves or rhythm. He is horrific. He was was deuce deuce, Lupe. Oh, okay. He was 22. No, he wasn't. It was 23. 23, my fault. Fuck. Dave Dewerson was Deuce Deuce. Anyways, so how... Thank God I did my research. How can you be like uh, that oblivious or either that or I don't know what to believe from him. Like, was he telling these girls, yeah, we're not exclusive? Because if you're that popular, maybe, you know, maybe the paparazzi wasn't on the 85 Bears as much in 07 or as bad as they are now in the 2020s, but... Every time you're out in public, I'm sure there's a picture of you in the newspaper, Sean Gale with a girl. And you're telling me the other 17 girls don't read the newspaper about these girls you're out with? Like you said, maybe you're not TMZ famous anymore, but you're, you're an 85 bear. You're going to be photographed when you're out in public, you know? <laughs> See, and the difference between 2007 and now is everything now is recorded. Yeah. There's CCTV everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. You got ring doorbells. You have your fucking flip phone. Or not even flip phones anymore. Your your smartphones. You have cameras on these buses. You have cam- cameras on cars. I mean, right. everything but is just, recorded now. Just saying, though, everything... Back in 07, it wasn't. But, but again, like I said, Chicago royalty. That'd be like Patrick Kane and the... Uh, the Blackhawks, even though it's not the Chicago sport, like the Bears or the Cubs, picture the Cubs from the World Series. You think they can go out with a different girl every night of the week and it not being on the newspaper? Like he It fucking this happened to Patrick Kane. Yeah, yeah he got accused of... So, yeah, so I mean, yeah. So how... how he just, again, but here's oh. the thing. I think what he was telling them was like, well, we're just dating. Yeah. We're just dating. Yeah, or who yeah. knows what the fuck he was actually telling me. Or I was just, that was just a charity event that we were out at. And a, it's mm-hmm. funny because a lot of these women mm-hmm. that he was seeing, dating, whatever, he met him at charity events. Mm. So, yeah. you know, you're seen with a lot of women. You're photographed with a yeah. lot of women. True. And okay. he could just say, this is a fan. This is a fan. Yeah. And that actually comes up later okay. that this is a crazed fan. Okay. So how many women do you think he used that line to? Uh, yeah. So, um. I mean... <laughs> Just and I'm sure I'm sure I'm not he trying was. to break your story down because I'm sure that no that no that happened, makes sense. But I'm sure that this happened more. But that, like I said, that makes a lot of sense. How right. you can get away with that lie? Oh, that was a fan. I can see that. You know, or yeah. and I'm sure he was like him. I'm sure he got maybe got a good <coughs> read. He could be honest with a few of them. Hey, girl, I have fun with you. You like fucking a football player? You're not the only one. Like I'm sure right. it could be. And but then, then, then you have women that are right. like this that right. are a little bit smarter. Right. And that are like. You're the only one for me, baby. Yeah. You know, and he's like, "Oh, Monica, that's okay." Right, exactly. Yeah, 
I get it. So, but yeah, you, I never thought about that. Oh, it was a charity event. That's just a fan I took a picture with. I wasn't with. Her. Okay. Right. Cool. That 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 makes me feel like okay. I understand that a little better now. How you can try and get away with that. Yeah. But it's not like you know, like I said, he he's not like he's still playing for the Bears. And I got a girl in San Francisco. I got a girl in Dallas. I got a girl in New York. This they're all here in fucking Deerfield in Chicago area. Right. <laughs> so, remember. Earlier when I said that her purse was found on the scene. Yeah. Just remember that. <laughs> so now we're still talking about the crazy Polish personal trainer. Yes. Right. Broken Monica. window. <laughs> Monica. So Sean is accusing her of sending all these creepy letters and harassing phone calls to all of his girlfriends, their families, and now they're all written in broken English, which would track with her. Being Polish. Like, right. So, Ronnie and her mother both received letters and it's her mom, Ronnie's mom said that her, like the letter that she received stated that Ronnie's life was in danger and Sean she called Sean Ronnie's mom called Sean and Sean assured her that Ronnie's life was safe those letters were just from a crazed fan <laughs> mm-hmm. how did the fan get uh, access to these people's addresses so guess where one of those letters was found in her purse yep interesting so she did get a letter from yeah so that one of those letters was found in Ronnie's purse that was in her home at the time of her murder. So did it match Monica's handwriting? They were all typed. Oh. So Monica was investigated fully, like really deeply. And her alibi checked out because like I said, she was a personal trainer mm-hmm. and she was actually training an elderly client at his home, which he was able to corroborate and they checked records, everything like that. And she was fully cleared of the investigation. So... She's got nothing to do with this. Yep. But keep the fact that um, Sean thinks that she's fucking nuts sending these letters right. to not only Ronnie and her mom, but like multiple other of his hoes. Okay. Yeah. So now back to the investigators. There's They go back to the scene and they're questioning neighbors further because they're like, we have to have something else. There has to be something else about this. Like we're, we're missing something. Right. So wait real quick. Do they, and maybe you'll go, do they, obviously when they, when they find the body, do they know what kind of gun it was? Correct. They do. And so I'm sure obviously police work one-on-one. Oh, here's a list of 18 women. Okay. None of these 18 women have a gun that registered that their size and that name. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just, so when they actually found the body, Mm -hmm. um, they found shell casings Mm -hmm. and unfired bullets. Well, they were trying to reload and drop them. Like, yeah, they just weren't fired or the gun was misfiring. And so the bullets were on the ground and there, but there was also spent shell casings next to her body. Fingerprints off of shells. So, Usually, yeah. Yeah, because you load them. So they um, they were able to obtain that when the people in the area heard the shots, they sounded muffled. <laughs> so. Almost like he was putting a pillow, ca- a pillow before the barrel or right after so the like barrel. A, like a, or a homemade silencer. Or a homemade silencer. You're assuming a he. 
Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're the right. Killer. You're right. I was I was assuming a he. The killer. So the killer. Yes. Let's insert another lover. I'm air quoting. Mm-hmm. Marnie Yang. Marnie. We love all these odd spellings because this is M A R N I. Sounds normal, Marnie. She's an aspiring fitness model and a single single mother of three. So. She seemed to be the jack of all trades, master of none. Uh-huh. Like, she's like, I scuba dive. I'm a fitness model. And by the way, she's ugly. Anyways, um, damn. I I just can't. Tell us how you really feel. I can't. <laughs> These glasses that she wears are just horrific. Anyways, whatever. Um, so Marnie and Sean met at a Bears convention where she was working security. And she, like, I watched this one interview where she, like, totally, like, she's, like, she plays it off all casual. She's, like, you know, like, we, like, bumped into each other, like, three times. But, like, I didn't think, like, much of it. <laughs> and then, like, we we ended up, like, speaking, you know, of real estate because I'm a real estate broker, which she actually does. She dabbles in real estate. And Sean, you know, also dabbles in real estate and investment, investment. properties. Yeah, money like that's what they do. Right. Yeah. So, um... Then I also read that things very quickly turned as he quoted friendly. (laughs) (laughs) I had sexual, but then I crossed that out when he said friendly because I thought that was fucking ironic (laughs) because he can't commit to even the word sex. Yeah. Right. We had a friendly encounter. We fornicated. Oh, no. We friendly cated. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking brown chicken, brown cow. (laughs) So... It's like beige chicken, beige cow, because you can't fucking commit to that either. (laughs) So detectives questioned Marnie after receiving multiple tips that were pointing in her direction. And they noted that she seemed calm and helpful during the hour and a half interview. So bye bye. Hmm. Hey, if we need anything else from you, we know where to find you. We'll get in contact with you. And like that's that's everyone kept saying that she seemed super helpful. She she just wanted to help. She seemed very quiet and you know meek and helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay. You use the word meek. Meek. Like she's tiny, like a teenage boy size tiny. Did I? Huh. I that's funny. Good catch because I didn't catch that at all. Plus, I'm also not that smart. I didn't know what meek stood for. <laughs> meek Mills. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, so I love this quote, and (laughs) people say Marnie bragged about Sean being her boyfriend every chance she got, but when ABC interviewed him him in 2009 and asked him if Marnie was his girlfriend, he said, and I quote, not even in the craziest stretch of the imagination, (laughs) (laughs) a.k.a. fuck no. (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> the woman pregnant with his baby is not even calling his girlfriend, so... Correct. Like, so, bro can't even commit to nothing. So that, that kind of quote is funny, but I don't... I, I, none of these girls none of these girls are his girlfriend, so... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, Ugh. so... Now you're making me not like one of my heroes from the 85 Bears. <laughs> Sorry. I, I offered to go home. <laughs> be on this podcast anymore. Next thing you're going to tell me that wrestling's fake. So you don't want me to do my next week's case? <laughs> Just kidding. So also, Marnie denies ever referring to him as her boyfriend, and her children back up that statement, saying she always referred to him as her friend. Hmm. All right. 
So back to the Polish stalker. But wait, did you say she was in an interview? She said it was. Or you said... I said um, Marnie bragged about him being her boyfriend every chance she got. So that's got to come from somewhere. But then again, if her kids say... Huh, that's like her friends saying hearsay. It's, it's hearsay. Yeah. So, like I said, back to Monica, the Polish stalker. Police find out that Marnie had hacked her way into Sean's computer. Hmm. Yeah. And she was able to watch Sean's correspondences, but also track him and Ronnie. Hmm. Oh. Now, I want to go over that statement that I just said. She was able to watch his correspondences. Hmm. Remember earlier how I said that the letters that she was sending from Monica Karowska were written in broken English? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when he's corresponding with Monica... She's seeing him. She's watching how she talks. In broken English. In broken English and mastering how she talks. And if she has access to all his shit, she can get addresses and where to mail these things too. Correct. And let's break down the other half of that statement. She's also tracking him and Ronnie. So she knows where they're at at all times. She knows where Ronnie lives. She probably knows her schedule. She knows where his barber is. She knows where Mm -hmm. all of this shit is happening. Okay. So police now believe. um, Police now believe that uh, Marnie wrote all of these emails and made those calls. She denied it, obviously. So like I said, I believe that Crazy Polak broke that window right she was pissed girl be pissed but you don't believe she wrote the letters. i don't believe she wrote the letters made the calls nothing so i believe that she got fucking harassed she was harassed yeah for being a non-harasser like does that make sense she was wrongfully accused of plain and simple right (coughs) did they ever i guess a stupid question but do they do you know which which girl was in the house with him when she broke the window? Or is that just... No, support, I don't know. Just one of the random girls was yeah, there. Yeah, okay. that I don't know. That was never divulged. Okay. So, Sean was eventually cleared as a suspect, and the main focus was now shifted to Marnie Yang. Dun, dun, dun. So, now police, like I said, they're focusing on her, so now they're going to put more effort into, you know, tailing her and... Getting more evidence to back up what they already believe that she has a part of. So they're going to start pulling her trash because they don't have any real solid evidence other than the fact that she's a fucking creep. (laughs) But trash is fair game. It is. You can get that without a warrant. So in her trash, they find a receipt from the Home Depot. For a book, I want to I wanna put this out there. Not one book, but two books in a series. Book one and book two for how to make a silencer. <laughs> right. Because, you know, book one ended and she was like, turn the page. Bring. And she was like, fuck. Cliffhanger. <laughs> right. Read book two to find out how to make and it. And she fucking really ran silent. back to Home Depot to get the rest of the fucking book. Right. Exactly. I literally pictured that, like, turn the page. (laughs) It says, to finish your silencer, you must purchase book two. Fuck the Home Depot's closed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, then 
they found more receipts for all the parts. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I said, facepalm. <laughs> Okie dokie. Open and shut case here, boys. <laughs> yeah. So, now it's January 2008, and they're really starting to try to nail down her story. Mm. Um, so, they're questioning her again, and she stated that she was at home sick with her son at the time of the murder. Okay. Um, and well, they there, talked well, to her son. She wasn't home. <laughs> Sold out by the kid. Uh, let's go down to the next part. <laughs> they said, all right, what about this? So they pull out the receipts for the books. <laughs> and she said, oh, easy. So I date this cop, right? Long-term boyfriend. His name is Sal. And these were a gag gift for him. He's a gun enthusiast. I just thought these were funny. <laughs> All right. What department sale? And let's go talk to him. Right. right. So, yeah, those are ha ha funny gag gift. Right. Books one and two, because, you know, just one wouldn't have been fine. Right. So. Now to the next part. If your next sentence is that they went and interviewed sale. <laughs> and the parts for, you know, I'm air quoting the silencer. Right. That's easy, too, silly gooses. Um, those were for a kid's science project. Um, and the kid was like, I don't have a fucking science project. <laughs> She's got three kids, remember? Yeah. So, like, baby bears are not helping, okay? <laughs> one baby bear said, I wasn't home. The other one says, my porridge ain't hot enough. And then this one says, who's in science? <laughs> so... Then they're like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Since you've got such excellent reasons for all three of these, let's get down to the fucking, let's get down to the meat and potatoes of this. Do you own firearms? Simple question. <laughs> yes, I do, officer. Uh. So she lists off the firearms that she owns, which is actually quite a few. I think I, I think it was like three or four. Okay. Super open about it. Like, she lists them all off. But one is conveniently missing off of that list. Interesting. Hmm. And it happens to be a 9mm Beretta semi-automatic. Missing from the list like she doesn't say she owns it? Or she says she owns it, but she can't find it right now? She just forgets to mention it. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, funny. Silly her. Um, so they go... But wait, wait a minute. What about this? And she goes, oh, you know what? You're right. I did have that gun. <laughs> but guess this is you guys are never going to believe this. This is silly. This is silly. Guess what happened to it? I threw it away in accident. It was stolen. Uh, oh, the age-old tale. It was stolen. Uh, it was stolen. So, but she was asked why she didn't report it. This is like a side note. She was asked why she didn't report it to her homeowner's insurance because I guess she said she had a house party and there's like a ton of people there and it was stolen with, there was like 
it was so funny. There was like a GPS that was stolen, a PlayStation, that gun, <laughs> and something else. Two thousand seven, so like there ladies and gentlemen. There, there was right four things that were stolen. I was like thinking like a Tom Tom. <laughs> so like there was four things, but without the charger because nobody had it. Um, so there was like four things that were stolen, and she they were like, well, why didn't you report it to your homeowner's insurance as stolen so that you yeah. could get your property back? Or make a fucking police report. And she was like, well, I have my homeowner's insurance in case my house burns down. And it's also, not really meant to cover my gun. And also, if your gun shows up somewhere, it's not you <coughs> that has used it. Yep. Huh. Always report that shit. But Dan, you're silly goosey. Right. So anyways. Um, Guilty. Fryer now. So. <laughs> this this is the part that fucking just makes my head spin. Are you uh -oh. ready for this one? Uh oh I'm worried. So while... Officers were searching her home. They found labels, printed labels, with the names and the addresses to all of those people who received her ah. spam hate mail. <laughs> to which she had nothing to say. <sighs> yeah, she just... Like, literally, the interview I watched, she goes, do you remember when you said that I didn't have to answer a question I didn't feel comfortable answering? Yeah, I'm not answering that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Fucking. What? Wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's February 2009. Okay. And this is when you think. Allie. What else are you going to throw at me? And I say, how about a psychic? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. Because why not? Right. Why not? <laughs> Her name is Christy Passion. <laughs> say stripper or no. psychic? <laughs> uh, she a big girl. You don't want her stripping. But it's P-A-S-C-H-E-N. -S Passion. Oh. Not like. Uh. Right. <laughs> Okay, so let's get back into some facts and stop the silly goose nonsense. Okay. All right, so do you remember that I said that the witnesses said that they saw a black car yes. leaving the scene that day? Yes. Well, detectives found records that Marnie had rented a black Volkswagen rabbit oh, yep. under her name using Christy Passion's address. Just two days before the murder. But here's where it just gets so fucking like, bro, is this your first murder? Mm -mm. So the, <laughs> Avi, the first car that she had was a blue car and she returned it after like a couple hours just deciding that's too obvious of a color. So she got the black one. So <laughs> A black rabbit. She thought. Black is more of a murder mobile, right? Volkswagen rabbit. <clears throat> so, well, when they black, went and black, they... Well, sorry. Black blends in. Black murder. I mean, obviously. Like, yeah. when you want to be stealthy, it's always black. Mm -hmm. You dress in all black. You drive away a black getaway car. Yes. Yeah, it's just stealthy. So, they went... Or, detectives went to Enterprise, where the vehicle was rented from, and they got the records for it, with which had odometer readings and they found that that vehicle had only been used for 40 miles exact distance to her apartment and back which when mapped <laughs> <laughs> why does dan like know exactly what 
you know my cases already. So which, when mapped, is exactly the distance from <laughs> Enterprise to Christy Passions <laughs> to the murder scene, back to Christie's, back to Enterprise. Oh, Egg shit. fucking exactly on the damn nose. Okay. So why is she going to Christy Passions' place? She's so bring there. in the psychic, who immediately spilled the beans. Okay. Marnie had went to Christie's the night before the murder and told her her plans. And this was like, she told her her plans. And basically she said, you know, I need to get rid of her. Um, He's just paying too much attention to her. Blah, 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 blah. It's all this nonsense. Okay. They even come up with a code. So she says, Rabbit. <laughs> she says, I will call you when the deed is done. And I am going to tell you, you want to go out to dinner? <laughs> That's how you know it's done. So done. literally done. the next morning, Christy Passion gets a call on a recorded work line from Marnie Yang and you just hear this it's like 9am in the morning okay you go to and <laughs> literally like she just answers the phone Christy Passions or whatever she says and she just goes you want to go to dinner <laughs> it's so fucking abrupt and then you hear oh Christy Passion God. go I'm sorry what yeah <laughs> and it's just like like you could just hear her being like oh fuck like in her voice yeah. and she's like so you want to go or like it, it's not exactly what she says, but you know what I mean. It's like right. So is everything okay? Yeah. No. Okay. I'll see you later. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I said, to which we know that phone call did exist. It's on a recorded line. Huh. So now Christy is in on the investigation because she's spilled to the cops. She's told them everything that she knows. Yeah. Um. Because basically they told her like. You can be an accomplice to this murder because why the fuck was she at your house? Right. You know? And so she doesn't want to go to jail. So she's like, yo, you want me to wear a wire? Like, you want to wire me up? Like, what's up? So they they wire up Big Mama. Um, so she is wired up. And um, they go, I guess they have several attempts to, like, get any information um, but basically, at one point, Christy said to Marnie, you hid that gun real good, right? To which she replies, it's in a bucket of cement under a year's worth of Chicago's trash at a dump. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Marnie then stated in future Wired statements that she had a that she had dark makeup on and her face or dark makeup on her face and gloves on. And she explained how she shot, um, how she shot her point blank and emptied the clip on Ronnie. Jesus. Jesus. So goes full detail into the murder, giving like details, like how, what she was wearing, how she emptied the clip into her blah, 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 blah. Okay. How many, how many shots did you say she took? I said seven. she took seven. Oh, yeah, that's what, I thought, seven. that's what I thought. And then there was, I think I said five empty, or five un five un unfired yeah. rounds on the floor. Huh. So, I said, and this is just me, 
stating this. This is my own words. All statements to me collected back up that evidence pretty precisely. Yeah. I mean, right? Okay. So Marnie was arrested in March of 2009 and she lawyered up immediately. And you can literally watch her just sink into the corner of the uh, the questioning room mm. and she just fucking sinks into that corner. Hmm. And one of the officer goes into the fetal position. And I was like, ooh, low blow. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> now it's March of 2011 and it's three and a half years after the murder and she is pleaded not guilty. So she's going to court. And so let's add... This is this Dan's not going to like me for this one. <laughs> Sorry. This is kind of like when they talk about murdering kittens and stuff like that to me. <laughs> so let's add insult to injury during the trial under oath. Our man, Sean Gale, Sean Gale, number 23, Chicago royalty, duh, bears, admitted to having sex with Marnie Yang the night before the murder. I care about that. I said, scuzzbag. Yeah. That's not bad. Okie dokie. That's just him being an asshole. It's not you saying he pulled the trigger. I can handle him. I mean, sports guys are assholes. They're tarnished already. Like, I don't I don't picture them being super nice guys to begin with. You, just, you didn't put the murder weapon in his hand, which is good for me. Okie dokie. All right. But that's kind of awkward timing. Correct. Hey, by the way, let's fuck. Hey, you know my girlfriend's going to be home alone tomorrow. Uh, Can you it, do this for It'd me? be an awful shame. <laughs> me and you can't see each other anymore if I have a baby coming on the way, if you know what I mean. That's like, what I'm saying. What right. Kind, I mean, I'm, I'm saying it without saying it. Right. How planned is that on her? Right. Like, in her spot. <sighs> that's just like. Yeah, you're mine. So anyways, Marnie's daughter got on the stand and testified about the letters stating that... How her, old are her kids? Do you have that? Um, One was... Two of them were teenagers and one was, like, younger. Okay. I don't remember the ages because... So this, the daughter's, like, a teenager, though, this one? Yeah. Okay. This spanned so far over, like, so many years. Yeah. I think one of them started out at, like, 11, okay. and then the other one was, like, 16 or 17. Okay. Like, the age gap of that so they're not interviewing like a five-year-old like did you see this guy with your mommy no so well, someone that can articulate but i mean mommy. 11 still is pretty young but it can still articulate better than a five-year-old correct though. yeah i don't think anyone was under the age of okay. like five okay so um marnie's daughter testified about the letter stating that she knew her mom sent him oh shit jesus these kids aren't doing her any good at all yeah right <laughs> and then marnie said or she, marnie tried to use the excuse or, I'm sorry, defense, <laughs> that during those wiretaps mm-hmm. to her acquaintance, not friend, they were not friends, they were business relationship only, Christy Passion, mm. that she was just spinning a tale, just telling a story. None of that was true. None of it was true. Okay. Okay. So Marnie Yang was found guilty of first-degree murder and intentional homicide of an unborn child and was sentenced to life in prison for two life terms. Oof. And it only took the jury four hours to come to that verdict. Oof. Let's fast forward because this case is not done. Fast forward. Eight years later. So Marnie's actually... seventeen. Marnie's fighting her conviction. Okay. Now, that being said... Um, 
she's fighting for it to be overturned due to her kids' confessions being coerced. And the detectives, oh my God. So there's so much evidence that is exculpatory in this case. It's unbelievable. So let me just go over some facts with you. So the detectives were found to be lying to her children oh, shit. on multiple occasions. Um, they were using unlawful tactics to interview her children. No. They separated all three of her children, <coughs> and they were all obviously under the age. Did with they have no, a parent there with them? They would come pick up her kids from school without telling her that they were going to be interviewing her children. That's bullshit. Okay, and then so you have her, a mistrial. Her son, at one point, was picked up and then dropped off somewhere else because they didn't want him her to know that he was being interviewed. How can you do that? Correct. Uh, they were interviewing these children for so long that both her son and one of or both one of her sons and her daughter ended up in a mental institution for suicidal ideations. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um and they both came out and said that our statements were coerced. The, son, the oldest son said that the officer, one, came in there, banged his hand on the table and said, it's either you or your mother going to jail. So what's it going to be? Yeah. And these kids are terrified. Yep. Okay. So um, also, just let's go back a little bit of evidence. Remember how we were talking about the um, parts of the like silencer. silencer? Yeah. They talked to the wrong kid. The other kid had a science project. Oh. They had... An officer with a fire, like a firearms expert, take the exact part of that receipt with that firearm that they're saying that she used to commit that murder with those parts. It is unable to build a silencer with that book, by the way, or any silencer to fit the barrel of that gun with those parts. Mm. Unable to. Okay. Interesting. Also, the house unlawfully searched mom was not home when detectives raided the fucking house and they just fucking took everything did they have a warrant i i don't know but they just came in there if it was unlaw unlawfully they searched they didn't have a warrant right. yeah um also those kids marnie asked for a lawyer for her son never provided oh that's bullshit too marnie yep. asked for a lawyer and she was transferred to like eight different police departments and her lawyer would show up at one and then she'd be transferred to another police Jeez. department. And then she would go to another one and her lawyer like was playing ring around the. So, yeah. Also, let's go back to the stolen firearm. OK. Because her lawyer was never provided to her in a timely manner, her amendment rights were violated. So all of those tape statements inadmissible in court. Yeah. Uh. Null and void. Right. But in those statements that were never given to the defense was a statement where the male came forward and said, yes, I stole that gun. Yes, I sold it to somebody. What? Oh, yeah. He admitted to not only stealing the gun, the PlayStation and the other two, the TomTom -tom or whatever the fuck I said, the GPS and yeah, whatever the, GPS. the other item is. He admitted it, but they never provided that evidence. Well, that's fucked right there. So then. then let's go to the last piece of evidence that just pisses me the fuck off. There's way more. Mm -hmm. I listen to like a 16 hour podcast. on this. It's fucking wild. But this is the part that pisses me off the most. Okay. Her 
defense lawyers. This was their first murder trial. They were provided with over 9,000 pages of evidence, like transcripts, documents, everything that they would need. They said, oh, oh, heavens, this is just far too much. Hmm. Can you uh, do me a favor real quick? Can you trim this down to something I can fucking understand? Whoa. They came back with 1,500 pages, and I'm quoting the podcast of Meat and Potatoes. So, they, where's the rest of the information? It's all important. It's all fucking evidence. So, she clearly had, yeah, okay. So, in 2013, she did file for an appeal, which was lost. And 2014, she did get a new lawyer. And in 2019, um, she had her first post-conviction motion for inappropriate, or I'm sorry, ineffective counsel. Mm -hmm. And for the fact that Lake County prosecutors hid and failed to produce evidence. Like, a lot of it. Uh, like, over 9,000 pages of it. <laughs> I mean, not only that, but there's pictures that they failed to even develop. Uh-huh. All right. So, I mean, there's... So, there's... Hold on. There's multiple rolls of films that were never developed. And then, like I said, multiple instances of exculpatory evidence... Um. This one's the part that just fucking drove me nuts. The day of the murder, they found a fingerprint on the doorknob that of Ronnie's apartment. It was not Ronnie's, and it was not Marnie's. Unknown whose fingerprint it is. But you want to know where that fingerprint was never submitted to? Anybody. Fucking anybody. It's just, it's just fucking floating around. Just, we know about it, but we're not going to tell anybody about <laughs> it. So, December 2019, um, the, so I guess for a trial to basically be like re, to go through, it has to go through three stages. And the judge did say that this trial has new, has merit, which means that they're going to go through the process of getting a new trial. Yeah. So that's where this lands. She is in the process of getting a new trial because... Since 2019 still? 2019, because I mean COVID. So right. they're, from what I heard, the last that I heard, it's in the second stage. So they're just waiting for Lake County. This is Lake County, Illinois. Uh -huh. um, Lake County, Illinois to just finish filing motions and stuff like that, which I'm sure COVID slowed everything down. Um, but I'm going to be real with you. I don't think she did it. Who do you think did it? Then? That's that's kind of after after all the evidence that well not evidence but let me, after let everything. Me, let me finish off with this. There's a lot more to it that I really didn't get into because it, it's just really a lot of. So on this date she said this. This date she said this. She she, said, she says right. She said that she basically confessed. She saw Christy Passion wearing the wire. There is a statement that officers failed to submit to the defense where Christy Passion goes in the bathroom of the Denny's where she was wearing that wire that says, I think we've been had. I think she saw the wire. It was malfunctioning. <laughs> and Marnie says basically that she admits to her family, I don't want my kids to go 
like to jail because yeah. she knows they're being questioned for this. So she basically admits to everything because as a parent. Protecting her kids. Correct. Yeah. So bottom line, end of story. I don't think she did this. Oh, and then there is the whole fact of who did um, Ronnie's autopsy was not actually certified as a pathologist. Oh my gosh. He failed the test to be a pathologist. Oh my God. He was like barely a doctor. And so when they got a real pathologist in there to do all of this, he was like, okay, so this doesn't fit. This doesn't fit. Like you'd also have to be under this tall to do it, you know, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. And like none of it fits, right? So that all just doesn't work. And that being said, they interviewed, the detectives had interviewed Sean when all this had happened. And they noted that he had fresh cuts and bruises on his hands. And when the real pathologist did his real autopsy, okay, or when he like looked at the autopsy photos or whatever happened, because obviously she was buried at the time after everything happened, he noted that there was fresh black eye and bruising along her jaw but would have been from previous not the day of the murder but within a couple of days and when they talked to him those cuts on his hands have had a couple days of healing and they also did not let go into court the fact that her and him had gotten into a shoving match before Hmm. and that's on that's on record now you ruin Sean Gale for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, he currently lives in like France or something like that with his wife and kids. Interesting. Oh, so he did settle down and have kids then. So he decided to yeah, move he decided far, far away. Far, far After 2017, 2019? Yeah, I don't know where the fuck he is now. There's no jurisdiction where he's at. I don't know. So even if they do find him guilty, they can't do anything because he's out of he's out of the country. You can extradite him, can't you? Yeah. If, it depends. But he so, could be in a country where there's no If there's I find no anything else out about, I'm going to keep my eyes out for her new trial that comes out. Yeah. I'll I'll keep us updated on Dan's apparently favorite bear. <laughs> no. Favorite safety. He's not my favorite. All right. Well, that's my case. Peanut Tillman. It favorite. is. Cornerback. Unknown. Who did this? Somebody's obviously in jail, but I don't think that Ronnie Ryder has justice because I think the wrong person is in is in prison. Oh. Hmm. So that be that, boys. I don't know what to think. Yeah, that's that's. I always uh, give you guys the cliffhangers. You do. You're welcome. I said I don't know what to think. Like, again, all joking aside, I don't care if sports guy bears or not. I want the truth. If you did it, you did it. Like, I'm not going to give you no benefit of the doubt because you, hey, you played for the Bears. I don't give a fuck. That's one of the podcasts that I listened to. The girl kept saying, I don't give a fuck if you're a, like, who you are. Like, I don't, I don't care. Right. I just want to know who murdered this poor girl. Right. And her unborn baby. Yeah. Skyler. Skyler. Two shots right into the abdomen. Like, that person wasn't going. Just to shoot her. She was going there to shoot that baby, too. And that's just fucking wrong. So it can't be Sean because it, the body was too small. The person they saw running away. But he could have paid someone off. Either way. Alrighty. Or it could have been one of the other. It's just so weird, though. She had all the addresses and she hacked his account. 
Like maybe she paid off someone else. Like, yeah, I didn't do it, but someone I know did it. I mean, I don't, I believe that she's fucking nuts. Yeah. That, that she is a crazed fan. Yeah. That was in her head creating a fantasy where they were in love and right. all this stuff. But I, I don't believe that she murdered him or um, her. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think. Hmm. I don't. I don't believe it. Dun, dun, dun. Now, did is there something that proves that maybe she was there at one point and maybe harassed her? Yeah, maybe. And maybe that's what people saw, and so then they're thinking that maybe. But I don't know about anything else. The evidence, like the actual, let's. I'm. I'm air quoting the actual evidence does not show and it, it's not the police swayed evidence that they're putting into court because they were putting into court. It's they were actually they should be um, for treason. They were lying in court. Yeah, These officers yeah. were. It's fucked up. So then it's just bananas. I can't go on about this anymore. My face is all red and I'm pissed. So I do have a question too now. What's up? They've had advances in technology. She did put in for the bullets to be okay. retested. I say because they can find the striations on yes. the bullets. Does it match coming out of her actual gun? Like, hey, it's the same size as a nine millimeter, right? But it wasn't your nine millimeter, right? You know what so I mean? they did put in for the bullets okay. to be retested. But I'm honestly, I don't know if that has to wait for the case to be approved okay. or like because i mean that shit takes a lot of money right and, and gonna... i'm she ain't making no money where she's at so hmm. i don't know but i know that her kids are fighting for her for her innocence all three of them so it's brutal she's got a grandkid now that she's never met that's crazy <laughs> yeah that's a good one Thank yeah there's, there's a lot to i know i'm just sitting here like a lot to chew on with that one yeah but like I said, you know, just one of my quick cases. Yeah. I will speak good about people that want to be a shout out. We have this, I can't pronounce this, Allison Pershalowski. I don't know who she is. Never fucking met her. She wants a shout out. Carissa liked it. Carissa, we already gave you a shout out earlier talking about your, pod hash, girl. your hashtag. So good stuff. That's it. Nobody likes us anymore on Facebook. Only four people. Liked my post. And we had another comment on the post saying that they don't want to be mentioned. They don't want to shout out. You can find us on all your major podcast platforms at Instagram at impulsive thoughts underscore pod. On Facebook at impulsive thoughts. TikTok impulsive thoughts. On X. Twitter at. Oh, X thoughts pod 2023. <laughs> and I think that's it. YouTube, TikTok. Yeah, that's all impulsive Everything. thoughts. Most, most, most of it you can find it just impulsive thoughts. Yep. What an awesome episode. Thank you, Ellie. Amazing, Ellie. You're welcome. Even though you defaced one of my bears. Watch <laughs> <laughs> your luck, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never. I. That's crazy. That as much as I like love bear stuff, I've never heard of that before. Listen, I bring you guys fucking doozies that's my job my job is to just bring you doozies and when people don was like can you like tell me what it is and i was like oh no 
No, I like being surprised. See, I knew it. I knew it. I'm waiting for the day that one of us shows up with the same. Like I was, re- I was doing research on the same one. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I, I really hope that doesn't happen to me because then I'd be pissed off. Like, well, mine, mine is not going to compare to that, especially no. her. No, but the way I just played out in my head. Let's say for some reason I was doing the same case, I'd be able to interject with facts along with hers instead right. of instead of asking questions. I'd be like, oh, I kind of know where that's going. It'd be like your case, you're leading it, you brought it up, but I can I can add little other things instead of asking questions I don't know the answers to, you know? Right. And then I'd be mad that I gotta research another one for next week that I don't have ready yet now. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys. Okay. It's been another awesome episode of Impulsive Thoughts. I am Lupe. I'm joined here with Mr. Dan. To my right, and Miss Allie. <laughs> my left hi guys i'm here from philadelphia this is donnie (laughs) remember guys don't believe everything you think peace